0: This is Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga, recorded at Halepule on beautiful Kauai. Each month we cover topics that can help you find balance in your life through food, good living, and the eight limbs of Raja Yoga. Learn more at halepule.com. And here's the show. Hello everyone, this is Myra and Kelsey with Holly Puley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast.
1: We now have our beehives in place and Vanessa is going to Maui tomorrow for a beekeeping workshop.
0: Yep, and we have Matt on board now as our produce coordinator and we're planning events and sustainable living for visitors.
1: That'll be really nice to get going. We've had a lot of interest in people wanting to learn how to take some sustainable living practices back home with them
0: when they've been here. Yeah. Our garden's going strong and we've been harvesting really wonderful green head cabbage and burdock and yummy carrots and turnips. And we just served a lot of that delicious food at a recovery retreat
1: which was a great blend of students from Canada, the US, and Japan. The ages ranged from 16 to 74. It was a fun
0: group. Yeah, it was really amazing to work with people in various phases of recovery. It doesn't matter where you are, since it always goes back to our inner connection. Yoga and Ayurveda give us the tools to round out addiction recovery and make it easier and more rewarding.
1: I'm really glad we did offer that retreat. It was new this year, and it was exceptionally helpful to me personally. One thing that stood out was a comment you made to stop doing the things that make you feel bad about yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. Addictions, come, they come from our running away from feelings, and then we grab after other feelings. and So there are solutions so that we can move beyond all of that. You know, and it's, it's really a retraining of the mind, and, and there's a certain amount of surrender in it, but it's not a submission, like a lot of people think.
1: Mm-hmm. And then during the recovery retreat, we also had a group doing the home Panchakarma cleanse. We received great feedback from this group in particular, redistribution of weight, clearing skin and heightened senses, in addition to the mental clarity.
0: Right and you know the the effects of that punch of karma continue on for 3 to 6 months afterwards.
1: And then another thing I'd like to note is that we had two clients contact us this week with pregnancy news.
0: Yeah. It's always fun. Uh-huh. Yep. One long-time student, she just um she just called to say that she's pregnant a second time and her first pregnancy was really really easy went really well. And the birth and delivery were, and her recovery were also really smooth because of her, you know, Ayurveda practices in particular.
1: Since I've been working with you, you have seemed to regularly support clients to get pregnant as well as through their pregnancy. And my favorite um, is
0: one of the couples who calls their baby the Are You (laughs) Baby. Since she was in her early 40s, she was really concerned about getting pregnant but really wanted to so she started changing her diet and over some period of time she's looked at a different attitude toward life yes. and and then the other thing that really um i think put it together for them is that as a couple they came together in a really peaceful place about having a child now they're enjoying him so much
1: i'm certainly enjoying seeing their pictures.
0: Yeah. A lot of fun.
1: It just seems that infertility seems a lot more common now than I remember it being in the recent past, even Uh, people I know personally and a number of clients that we're getting are mentioning that as an issue and conception is a natural part of life. So it must just, it must be a sign of disconnect to be having problems with that.
0: well, our society in general has a lot more problems with vata imbalance, which which cultivates that disconnection from self and disconnection from the body. You know, there's too much movement, too much stimulation, as well as too much light, dry, airy food. So all of those things together create an environment of fear. And that fear it has now translated into everybody's afraid that they're not going to be able to have a baby, which of course cultivating that fear then just interferes with the process even more
1: right and i do get that sense from the people i know it's the fear of not it not happening keep perpetuating it
0: right so you know really and the 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 primary problem beyond that fear is really a lack of nourishment uh, for the body tissues and particularly the reproductive organs in the process of in Ayurveda how we look at nutrients being processed in the body, the reproductive organs are really last in the lineup, meaning they are nourished based on the function of the digestion and assimilation processes and the other supportive tissues that are nourished first.
1: Right. In Ayurveda there are seven body tissues starting with the plasma of the blood, which is called rasa. And that's the first
0: step in nourishing the
1: rest of those body tissues
0: and so then then it goes from that blood plasma into the red cells of the blood into the muscles into the fat tissue and then into the bone and then the bone marrow which we all, is also related to our nerves and then into the reproductive organs so it happens in this order that an interruption anywhere will cause a problem with the reproductive organs receiving the nutrients they need. And over time, if they don't receive those nutrients, then they start to shut down. They don't have what they need.
1: That makes sense. Rasa is greatly affected by how we eat. And with the imbalanced mechanical approach to eating, I really wonder how many people actually get nourishment to that second layer even. I don't think I did when I met you.
0: Right. So getting the nourishment properly to Rasa so that it can then feed the rest of the tissues is why we're always talking to people about the factors that affect their digestion. Things like chewing food to liquid, not overeating in one sitting, eating three meals a day instead of eating all day long.
1: Hmm. Those are such simple things to consider They're so revolutionary to people today.
0: But these are some of the things that we really need to take up again so that all that effort that we put into trying to find the very best food can actually benefit us.
1: Right. Prior to Ayurveda, I made many attempts at eating healthy food, but I had no idea that I wasn't eating that food in a balanced way. And then not chewing contributed to many of the symptoms I experienced. And now I understand that it's because my tissues are not adequately fed. I can remember specific situations of literally taking a bite and it just going down my throat. And I can't imagine that my body would be able to do anything with that now that I understand the process of digestion better.
0: Right, yes. So, yeah, if you don't chew the food, then that first step that of allowing the nutrients to go into the blood plasma doesn't take place properly. And then nothing else in the process does very well and the reproductive organs start losing their juice, meaning their, their ojas and the vitality and our immunity drops in the whole body.
1: The reproductive organs are related to kapha,
0: dosha. That's, that's right. Yeah. And
1: I like how you describe kapha as unctuous.
0: Right. It's what gives us our juice or our, our juiciness, we we'll say. So the condition of our agni, our digestive fire, and our ability to digest food and life are really critical for taking care of rasa and all the tissues of the body. And beyond the physical effects of chewing or not, we need to realize that eating is really meant to be a sacred act, that it affects our health on all levels, on the cellular level, emotional, as well as spiritual.
1: There's a concept in Ayurveda called Ahar, based in what and how we eat, and it's one of the main ways that Ayurveda reduces symptoms and eliminates disease. It seems to me that many people think of Ayurveda in terms of only dosha, and that if they correct dosha imbalance, that's all they need to do. Now, dosha imbalance is a significant factor, but fertility issues are not just about dosha imbalance.
0: That's right. The dosha imbalance may or may not be related to imbalanced Agni, but it certainly plays a part in the imbalance in what we call shukra or the reproductive organs.
1: So some examples of dosha imbalance that affect fertility include um, excess vata dosha. And when excess vata dosha is present, there can be lack of menstruation. And then we have excess pitta which would contribute to too much heat in the body and result in problems like vaginitis and endometriosis. Anything with an itis on the end is typically pitta related. And then kapha deficiency affects fertility through lack of proper fat and instability. And usually deficient kapha is related to excess vata, they come hand in hand. Right.
0: So, abhyanga is something that can help dramatically to balance all the doshas. Abhyanga being self-application of oil and ideally a, a medicated oil. It's calming for the mind and for the all of the systems of the body, as well as enhancing for the skin and, and longevity in general. That calming nature then really contributes to our ability to digest food and life. So, Herbal oils specific to the dosha are really best for a bhyanga. For example, you could use a coconut oil for pitta, a sunflower oil for kapha, and a sesame oil for vata. The items we're mentioning are just some ideas, as it's really important to look at the whole person and see what's happening.
1: I like how uh, you correct people often from calling it an oil massage to calling it an oil application find that really gets to its
0: true essence of working
1: with the energies.
0: Exactly. That's right. We're, we're working to balance the energy so that we calm the mind down and calms the body down. Mm-mm. This abhyanga then is really part of what we call dinacharya or a daily routine. All of the doshas are balanced as well as Agni is supported by a daily routine. And so some of the things that are suggested to include in that dinacharya or daily routine are some kind of conscious breathing or pranayama breathing practices from yoga, a meditation, a time where you go inside and really get to know yourself and connect with yourself in, in your inner world, as well as asana practice that so many people are familiar with.
1: In the breathing and meditation in particular you could incorporate hand gestures as well called mudras and we have information on mudras for health on our website that are very helpful to balance all doshas but particularly vata dosha.
0: Beyond the regular things that we think of in terms of a daily routine such as cleaning yourself and cleaning the teeth and that daily exercise is something that's also considered an important part of Dinacharya.
1: Daily exercise, can you quantify or qualify that? Because that can mean a variety of things to a variety of people.
0: Well, it certainly can vary a little bit by the age of the person and the constitution of the person, but it, it's become quite excessive, I would say, for a lot of people in North America in particular. So when we talk about some daily exercise, you know, taking walks, an asana practice, and maybe there's some other activity that you really like. The best idea is to approach this in a non-competitive way. In other words, something that that you do really just for the joy of it.
1: So with the exercise, a lot of people are over-exercising these days with the intent to conform to, to media portrayals of what a woman's body should look like. And now that has a negative impact on conception and fertility.
0: It does, potentially, yes, because the excessive stress will imbalance the doshas, which will then not allow an easy conception for all the reasons that we've already mentioned.
1: Right, and especially because you need enough grounding and earthiness in you, and if there's not enough fat or muscle,
0: fat primarily, actually. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we do need the fat in order to have those tissues fed, right? And so we can have a lot of muscle and have no fat and have reproductive organs that are deprived of what they need in order to do their job properly.
1: Right. So it's really a matter of having all tissues in a balanced manner and that all of our daily activities, including how and uh, how often we exercise, support that.
0: Additionally, mentioning when somebody, for example, is exercising excessively or if uh, a woman in particular is concerned about her weight going into pregnancy.
1: Yes, that's common.
0: These are things that are potential difficulties for conception as well as during the pregnancy. So these are the kinds of things that that are a good idea to get worked out before you start to approach the, the idea of conception.
1: Is there anything else specifically in Dinacharya or daily routine of self-care that would support fertility?
0: Well, the use of herbal formulas, particular ones that might contain herbs like Shatavari or Gokshura, are very, very useful then for supporting the reproductive organs and getting things balanced so that conception happens easily, and obviously Ovulation needs to happen for conception to happen. The use of herbs is very helpful for men as well as women. But a personal formula of herbs can be made that is not only made to whatever your particular imbalances are at the moment, but also it can be instilled with healing energy. An experienced practitioner can do this for you.
1: So beside this regular schedule that you mentioned, vata fertility is helped by things that are building, building foods, for example, uh, calming activities and slowing down in general. And then Pitta fertility is enhanced by mm, minimizing hot spicy food, caffeine, alcohol, fermented foods, and refined sugar so that the Pitta calms down, and including cooling foods if appropriate for the season. So Ayurveda looks at the individual, the season, the time of life among other factors so aloe vera juice or gel may be helpful but one would have to have more information about the individual and then kapha dosha needs to not overdo the sweet and oily foods. Let's take a short break and talk more about enhancing fertility in a minute. Each one of us has the ability to balance and heal ourselves. This is the foundation of Ayurveda. Ayurvedic health consultations cultivate your healing ability so that you can enjoy true health today and tomorrow. With so much information available today, we need people we can turn to for a better understanding of ourselves and how we can improve our health naturally. This is at the heart of our Ayurvedic health consultations. Our health consultations are a partnership between you and your practitioner. Together, you'll look at your past and current state of health and outline a plan of diet, lifestyle, and treatments that will improve how you look and feel on the inside and out. Schedule your Ayurvedic health consultation at halepule.com. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E.com. And send us your questions on Facebook with the hashtag Ask Halepule. So that's hashtag Ask H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E on Facebook and on Twitter. Okay, we're back. I've thought of a few more possible contributors to infertility. What about contamination in the water supply from the drugs people are taking? Do you think this is a significant factor?
0: Well, it's certainly a possible factor in today's environment because there's so many drugs that are present now in the water supplies that are recycled through treatment plants. And so they can contribute to dosha imbalance.
1: And then there's other environmental causes such as exposure to pesticides and herbicides that imbalance the hormones as well?
0: You know, they absolutely do and these environmental factors are significant. It's so important for all of our health to stay away from poisons in the water and in the food and in the air, but let's remember that the two most powerful factors that affect our health in general as well as our ability to conceive are the condition of the digestive tract and the emotional state of the parents. And by the way, we, everything we're talking about really applies to men as well as women.
1: Right. Ayurveda looks at the whole person, not just the body part
0: or generalized prescriptions. That's right, right. That's right. Physical health cannot be separated from mental or spiritual health. We are holistic beings and everything works together so things get imbalanced together too.
1: I often think back to you saying everything matters.
0: That's right, yeah, everything matters. And you can't just do one thing. If you do something that you know is imbalancing, then it's going to cause imbalance in other parts of you as well. So having a strong balanced system creates resilience. And our Panchakarma cleanse therapy or, or a simple kitchery cleanse is something that can help make a big shift. You know, so if you feel like you've really been off track or you're thinking about you're thinking about the possibility of uh, getting pregnant and conception, then thinking about a plan to do that that would include some type of cleanse is appropriate, but it shouldn't be extreme.
1: We have more information about Panchakarma on our website, halepule.com.
0: You know, our ability to create as humans is really powerful and it's quite magnificent treating ourselves and this process as a way of stepping into life brings real beauty into life. You know, I I really encourage people to step out of the mechanics of it and really step into their process of living. And this is how Ayurveda works. This is how it works for us.
1: So by step out of the mechanics, you mean to stop thinking of just the things on the outside? That are affecting us?
0: Right, and also just to think and just not just get so focused on trying to make the body do something.
1: Right. When the
0: mind is, you know, under the surface, maybe going in a completely different direction.
1: So taking pause three times daily to calm down and slow down inside would actually have. Huge implications
0: in terms of increasing health on all levels. That's right. I mean, this, this is true for everybody, but particularly if somebody is interested in uh, conceiving, you know, then they really need to just calm down and relax in it. You know, years ago, we used to always hear the stories about people had difficulty conceiving, and then they would decide they were going to adopt, and they go adopt a baby, and then lo and behold, right after that, they'd be pregnant.
1: Yeah. So, I, I do like those stories It's amazing
0: Yeah, You know, all of us have What I'll call emotional boo-boos That we need to heal in our lives But when we let our whole system work together It takes us to new levels of living And that's whether we're a man or a woman And so it's so important to recognize This in ourselves And, and get ourselves on a, on a path of, of healing and knowing ourselves prior to having children. Uh, that way we can really offer our children the very best, you know. And that's one of the things that we really emphasize at Holi Poli is that we look at living in balance and harmony, or what's called satwa. Everything that we're talking about today takes you in that direction.
1: Right, and we talked up a little earlier about everything matters, but does, that doesn't mean it has to be all or nothing. You can start taking... A step at a time and just let it be a process
0: that's right that's right you don't have to do everything at once one thing that gets you going in the direction you want to go is all that matters and then you can add something else to that so getting to know your energy and your inner world is really the most important thing in terms of your health and in terms of getting things going in the direction you want to go Even taking three minutes to disconnect from everything around you on a daily basis will make a big difference in how you feel and in how you think and see the world.
1: It's amazing how three minutes is really such a small part of the day, but can be so challenging to incorporate at first, especially when there's excess vata dosha.
0: Right. Uh
1: But I can see then how you can start to see your motives and true feelings. It's been really great to be part of your work over the last few years and to see how your work with clients and fertility really focuses largely around finding clarity and clearing fears around pregnancy, children and change. You know, I was coming from the place where I was thinking, okay, what's the, what is that physical solution? But really I, you know, it actually caught my attention just how much of a energetic, spiritual foundation you had to your work.
0: That's right. Ensuring fertility and pregnancy is really about bringing the body and the mind and the spirit back into sync. And, and this is really done most effectively uh, through preparing, where the couple comes together and they get really clear about their intentions and, then, and their desires and make sure they're lined up with each other. And so we call that bringing it into harmony. Then we're also working with clearing ama, or toxins, out of their systems, so that might be on the mental and emotional level as well as on the physical level, and balancing the doshas, of course, and strengthening the agni, and strengthening their ojas, which is your vitality. So when they come together and do these things, most fertility issues just fall away.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, so that really, it doesn't. it's not necessarily about enhancing the fertility but it's just about cleaning up the rest of the insides and the
0: fertility shows the effects of that well then the body does what it naturally knows how to do Mm. when we get out of the way yes
1: what was the client that was doing all the right ayurvedic things but it wasn't until she got into the really clearing out those fears that that things shifted
0: yes 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 she spent a year and a half doing all the right things but she kept dancing around the emotional parts and then finally it came down to that you know it's like well why isn't it happening yet and she had tremendous fear actually about the birth process and about the changes that would come afterward so as we processed through that and she put that got to rest and got it in a place that she could trust the process of life and the process of the universe and, and, and to trust the the God of her heart then she got pregnant and now they have a lovely boy.
1: Oh, and coming from the perspective of us being eternal spirit, it took her only a year and a half That's to right. do that. And that really in the whole scheme of things is not a very long time to come to balance and clear the energy When especially when it's taken her I think it was around 30 Three or four or so years to get to the point where she was.
0: That's right. Yeah, we always forget, you know, how long we might have been doing things that create the imbalance and create the problems, and then we want them to instantly go away. And sometimes that actually can happen, but most often it's a gradual process, and that's usually the healthiest way.
1: What I love most is that it doesn't really matter where you begin.
0: Right. It only matters that you have some willingness to stop doing the things that are causing the problems. And start doing more things that support your health and a positive view of yourself. So, working in Ayurveda to ensure fertility, it it has a positive impact on all areas of your life. So, those steps that you take will ripple through your entire life, and usually that of your family and those around you. And we hear about this all the time from clients.
1: Mm-hmm. And then... I understand that keeping Vata calm is really important as well because delivery is a Vata increasing event.
0: Right, that's so important. Uh, You know, I have so many clients these days that are women who had either Vata out of balance before the pregnancy or after the birth did not calm themselves down in terms of Vata and the consequences are really not good. So, you know, you just always have to remember that if your health is questionable before you're pregnant, it's not going to be any better afterwards, probably. And and being an unhealthy mom is not very good for anybody. So the women who take care of calming vata before they get pregnant, keep it that way during pregnancy, and then doing that after delivery is a little easier, then they have a lot of ease and joy in their life with their new family you know because they feel well
1: mm-hmm. and the Vedic traditions they discuss the notion that we choose our parents that we, we choose that body that we're going to be birthed into and it's an interesting thought to think of a balanced place a pregnancy of being a place you would want to live and grow in that's right yeah. <laughs>
0: Right. Oh, but that leads us to a much bigger discussion, yeah. <laughs> and what a fun one, too. You know, when vata is calm, we handle change so much easier, and we handle the challenges that come with having a young baby. Hmm.
1: And then Ayurveda, it has detailed suggestions for so many things, and some of those include optimal times and approaches to conception.
0: As right. Well. There's an a extensive detail the, that Ayurveda offers around this that most modern people wouldn't really even consider, but the things that we've talked about here are a really good foundation for getting started, and then some of the other details can be helpful
1: Right, and, and in terms of the clearing energy, it's such an important part, and if people don't yet have tools or aren't working with someone within that, then the Guided Subtle Energy Meditation that we have on the website, the basic tools that's 20 minutes and it's a free download is very helpful in starting to come to know the inner world as you talked about.
0: That's right. That's right. And you can use those tools in meditation. You can use them in your everyday life.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today. We love working with clients on fertility during pregnancy and afterward. So email us anytime for your consultation or with any questions.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga. Don't forget, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, just submit your question on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag #AskHollyPule. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E. And if you want to go deeper on your own path toward health, book a consultation at HollyPule.com. Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.